Welcome to Top Brew, the show that is best served fresh. Top Brew is sponsored by Thrasher Coffee. Visit thrashercoffee.com for small batch roasted order coffees and use the coupon code TOPBREW to save 25% on your order. I am Joe Darnell and joining me today is my coffee roaster friend, Mr. Eric Rauch. Good morning. Morning. Glad to be here. I just got back from vacation. I was in Denver, Colorado and Fort Collins, Colorado last week. It was a glorious time. I got to try other coffee house coffee, uh, got some hot teas even in during the week. It, nice. was, it was celestial experience. Huh. Da, da, da. <laughs> uh, yeah, Colorado is definitely one of my, my all-time favorite places. Just in terms of like towns, cities, countries, uh, just, states? I don't know. Just overall, yeah. I mean, Quality? There's... Yeah, each town has has its own culture and its own attitude, I guess. But I just love there's just something about mountains, and I love being surrounded by mountains. And there's there's, oh, there's just yeah. and, and they have real mountains out there. You know, we have we have I'm using my air quotes mountains in Georgia. Yes, but no, no, we don't. They have they have mountains in Colorado. They have real snow capped <laughs> year round mountains. I, I was telling my they're, they're family just impressive. that just it's, the other day. I completely agree. And I just love the air feels clean. The water, you can drink the water and yeah. like everything is just, it's just, it just feels, feels clean. Well, see something that I really like about Georgia sometimes is how much sometimes. forestation we have down here. Like you're always in the trees. Yeah. And everywhere you look, you see trees and, and it's kind of nice sometimes. 85% pine, but right. But then you also get tired of it sometimes yeah. like it, pine or no pine. You just get tired of like claustro. I actually experience claustrophobia sometimes on the road. Where you're driving through <laughs> constant can, yes, sea of that, trees. Yeah. And so that's one huge relief of going out to Colorado because they, I feel like they have just the right number of trees. Oh. It's a sparser. There's more plains. You can see the open plains. You can see the horizon. You can see every sunrise and sunset, no matter what direction you're looking. It, it's great. I'm definitely envious. My, my in-laws just went out to Colorado, I think the week before you did. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's high time that my wife and I get back out there and we, you know, we, we love it out there. And while I was in Colorado, I made sure I would actually try some of the local coffee scene. We went to several coffee houses, me and my family, the kids. Uh, I wanted to bring something back to talk about on Top Brew. Well, of course, you told them who you, who you were, and, and they they threw accolades at you. And well, every time I just place an order, they, they recognized my voice. Joe? I, Joe Darnell? What, yeah. what are you doing here? Welcome. I'm bringing the Top Brew to your <laughs> coffee house, sir. <laughs> Stay thirsty, my friends. <laughs> what I actually came away with was some boxcar coffee, which became my favorite from this trip. Boxcar being the name of the roaster? Yeah. So if you visit boxcarcoffeeroasters.com, you'll find their website, I do believe. Did they have shops too? Was it a, was it a chain? Were there several boxcars or was it just this one place? Or I can't say for sure. I'm looking at the bag now. Let's see. Let me make sure that I got the right website here. But they roasted right, right there where you went. There was a cafe and a, and a roastery right there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't see the roaster part. Oh, you didn't? Yeah. The, the cafe itself just feels like a nice hipstery joint. Oh, okay. But it was also, no, I mean, it wasn't all, all when I say hipster, it wasn't all bad. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually pretty nice. Uh, and I would have stayed there longer if I could. I love a dining experience with a lot of like hardwoods and wainscoting. Yeah. And it had a, a worn, broken in feel. Nice. It's great. So here's the bag of boxcar beans right here. And today we are drinking some Peruvian coffee. Can I say Peruvian? What else would you say? Okay. And how do you say that other word? Cajamarca? I was, I was looking at it earlier. Show it to me again. Cajamarca. Yeah, I think. Okay. That is. So it says the flavor profile is cocoa, apple, pear, 
and that it's balanced. It's balanced, and it is. It's 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 that's actually a fairly decent representation of of the taste. And you and you noted when you you got it this morning that it was kind of on the acidic side. Yeah, that's where I think that the apple and the pear description is is coming from. But it's, I mean, I would I would say it's more pear than than it is apple because it's a it's a pleasant acidity. You know, sometimes uh, apple acidity can be a bit overwhelming. Um, still, still good if you like apples, but it can just be a bit, a bit tart. Um, and this is, this is, this is initially it's tart, but it's, but it, but it, it dissipates quickly and it, it does have a, a, a level of sweetness to it, like a pear would. I've sampled a couple Peru, Peruvian coffees myself, and I've not yet hit on one that, that I was happy with enough to, to make it a, uh, an offering through Thrasher, but this one, it's it's quite good. I like it. Now, what does it mean, Eric, when it says on the bag that its varietal is Tapica, Tapica? Um, oh, Tapica. Yeah, and then Katura and Bourbon. And bourbon. It's, it's it's referring to the type of plant. Yeah. So these are different from Arabica and. No, they're still Arabica. They're, they're in okay. the Arabica family, but then there's there's also I mean think of it in in, in terms of wine grapes. I mean you've got yeah. you've got white wine grapes and you've got red wine grapes, right? And then yeah. within that there's all sorts of varieties that are white, that are red. That's kind of what's going on with coffee here. You've got you've got different hybrids of plants all over the world. Bourbon is one of the uh popular ones. You'll see you'll you'll see the bourbon variety a lot. Um but you but you also see Tipica, which is which is really just kind of like like standard coffee. That's a that's a standard coffee mm. plant that, that and and same with Katura, you know, they're they're fairly they're fairly common plants but but they're they're essentially hybrided they've been they've been uh crossbred and and they've they've been grown with um because you know all all coffee essentially came from from africa and uh hmm. and then it, it got taken across the water and and planted in, in south america central america um in different places so it, it was that one place where the plant came from then they then they they uh um hybrided out from there well, here's some live follow-up. I was just checking out their website, and this is not the place that had a bunch of hardwood wainscoting. This was an that was another coffee house down the road. My mistake. Ooh, overselling the boxcar. Yeah, but uh, that being said, they, they, their place does look great. I re- I recognize the place now that I look at it, and yeah, it, they have locations in Denver and Boulder. Okay. And uh, yeah, I'd say check them out if you happen to be on vacation in Colorado anytime soon. But you wanted to point out too. This is something that just kind of disturbs you. It irks your your inner coffee roaster uh, mindset. That um, the bag says that this this bag it holds uh, three hundred grams. Oh yeah. Now now are they just being European on us? No, or? no, they're being a little facetious, bit deceptive. Yeah, they're they're not putting the ounces on there because if they put the ounces on, you would you would know that three hundred grams isn't even twelve ounces. Three hundred sounds a lot bigger than twelve. Yeah, it does. I mean, it sounds or ten. It sounds nice, but it's actually twelve and a half, or uh, ten and a half ounces. So you're 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 getting shorted an ounce and a half of even what 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 is today becoming almost the standard bag of right. Coffee, this is smaller is, than small, which is which is twelve ounces. So yeah, they don't. There's a reason why they don't put ounces on there. Um, now, as far as I know, the FDA requires you to put both on, but they may actually only require you to put. Uh, they may only require you to put the uh, the metric on there because when we first submitted our bags for approval, we we only had the ounces on there. We had sixteen ounces, hmm. and, and they said no, you need to add the you need to add the metric as well, um, the metric equivalent. So we we added that and everything was fine. But um, so I don't know if if we if we just took the ounces off and put 
uh, you know, 454 grams on our bag if that would satisfy the FDA, which is, which is ridiculous. Because I mean, we're we're Americans and and we we still we still operate on pounds and ounces, and that's what that's what our 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 standard under, understanding is. Yeah, yeah. So when they put 300 grams on there, they're they're uh, they're prevaricating a little bit. They're just, <laughs> they're they're here's our bag of coffee. Yeah, well, it's it's an ounce and a half light of what even most other craft roasters give. But prevaricating is that another craft roaster term? No, it's just an English term. Oh, okay. So segueing naturally into our other topic of discussion for today, I wanted to say again the fact that Thrasher Coffee offers a full pound. That, that 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 could be that the segue. segue Joe. It's almost twice as much as what came <laughs> yeah, in this bag from really Boxcar. It, yeah. it literally is almost <laughs> twice as much. Uh, but no, I, what I wanted to talk about was American standards of coffee, American history. This is the week of Independence Day, it so is. we haven't talked about America and uh, its rela- special relationship with coffee ever. That's never come up on it's our a, show. It's a historical relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you you and I used to work for a company that actually did some stuff concerning American history. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so we kind of we kind of know what we're talking about because we read books about American history. Or we could and, sound authoritative. Yes. We, we went to conventions <laughs> that actually were all about American history. That's and right. What have you. You know, strangely enough, not enough people realize the world's special relationship with coffee and tea and how they've gotten political at times and sometimes not so political, but it seems these days it's getting less and less political and more just say a cultural, there's like a cultural vote about what, whether the country is more interested in tea or in coffee. It, it seems like coffee these days is winning the world over. Everybody just wants coffee. That being said, teas are still in. Y- yeah. And there's, I I don't know if I would say coffee wins, but there's always kind of a, a a give and take because because coffee's a little bit more at the mainstream of the of the cultural end of things. And well, there aren't that many tea tea houses. No, there but they're but they're growing is, yes. is what is is kind of where I'm going with this because okay. because it's a backlash against the mainstream of 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 coffee. You know, we're yeah. not coffee drinkers. We drink tea. It's more civilized. It's, so it's it's I mean, so things it's a backlash are cyclical. to the hipsters. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's I'm going to do what what nobody else is doing. But when when the hipsters and when people like that start to do something and it becomes popular, well then that becomes the mainstream. So then you have to find something else. So yeah. If if it's the happening. if the balance tips towards tea over the next ten years or so, and and we become this this big this big country of tea drinkers, well, there will be a, a surge in 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 coffee drink <laughs> because because then then people are going to try and well, we're not could it could happen we're we're countercultural because we drink coffee not tea now so well, yeah and all the coffee houses are using like they have the hot teas also on their menu yeah. and and every now and then starbucks and the others will update their entire hot tea variety you know list yeah i but i i think i think primarily um it, it, has, it has it's gotten to the point where america is i think defined by its 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 love affair with coffee mm-hmm. um, there's a there, there's a, a great book that, that we that we can maybe talk about yeah, on, yeah. on another I'll episode add, okay but it's called uncommon grounds i'm 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 reading it now and it, it's it's a big book um and it deals with really it, it deals with the history of coffee um it's it's somewhat amerocentric in like how how coffee affected america but but it also deals with with how how coffee um, in trying to supply America with its with its coffee supply, how that how that affected all the all the different growing countries and and uh, all the different 
um, suppliers around the world. It's a it's a really fascinating book, and uh, so you you get a lot of history in it, and you you realize that a lot of a mm. lot of history, a, a lot of a lot of bloodshed, a lot of war, a lot of a lot of things that happened throughout history really was linked to coffee. Yeah, it was originally uh, wasn't it Arabians that discovered coffee roasting it and stuff like that or am i wrong was it well yeah there's that that uh that legend i guess of caldy the 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 goat herder who noticed that his goats were eating the berries off a plant and they were they were dancing around so then then caldy <laughs> decided to eat some of it and and that's how coffee was discovered um but this was this was in africa at at the time so typically the 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 story goes that that you know Coffee started in Africa and it and it got planted all around in in between the two tropics in between I, Tropic I of Cancer and Tropic actually, of Capricorn. I, I read somewhere once that it was actually very popular for like uh like in the military early on. Oh that, sure, that there were like generals that realized that it would amp you up on the caffeine. They didn't know exactly. They just thought it was a very special, powerful elixir. It wasn't like they called it caffeine yet. Yeah, it's a very essential part in in world history. I recommend that book, Uncommon Grounds, if you're if you're interested at all in it. Even if you're just interested in history, not so much in coffee. It's a it's a it's a fascinating book. And so when you look at America, we always had the hot teas back in the colonial era. And coffee was in America too at the time, just not as popular. Right. And the you know America had this special relationship with the British Empire. Right. Because we were essentially a, we were we were a British colony. So we were the affectations and the and the and the cultural likes and and dislikes that the that the British Empire had. And to this day, I, I and my British friends say they still have like tea breaks and you know hot tea. Yeah. In in uh, you know Great Britain, and yeah. That's is still pretty common. Not not as common as much today as it used to be, but even a couple of decades ago, they, they were still like you know the 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 morning tea and everything that you have like all day long, just yeah. different kind of varietals. And in America, our our switch over to coffee happened quite clearly right after the Boston Tea Party. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would. I, I, I mean, I don't. I don't know how 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 immediate it was. I mean, it's not like we had statistics was, in Starbucks on every corner to look at how many cells they were making right back in the and you know. 17th but it was century. a conscious decision. It was you know after the after the the Boston Tea Party does what it does. Yeah, they weren't the, importing the tea anymore anyway. Yeah, they 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 took the Dutch in the, the, the Dutch East India tea threw it threw it in the harbor in the Boston Harbor and said you know we're not. We're not paying the tax on this. It's not like they didn't want the tea; they just didn't want the tax. So now they make a they make a uh, a a bold statement in in not only in saying we don't want the tax. Now they start importing a different product entirely. So they switch and they become more. Again, they they distinguish themselves from Britain not only in in political ways, but in but in cultural ways. And this, yeah. this is this is how Americans enjoy their drinks. This is an American drink. So now we have established that the the colonists were the original hipsters. Yeah, yeah, they, they were <laughs> countercultural. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll uh, get back to them in just a minute. I wanted to say my special thanks again to Thrasher Coffee for supporting the Top Brew Podcast and our website. Thrasher is the craft roaster right here in the heart of America. They specialize in fresh roasts available at their online store that are made to order and delivered to your door within 48 hours of purchase. Did I say 48? I meant 48 hours of purchase. As someone that receives a freshly roasted order every two weeks myself, and actually picked up mine today from Eric, he delivers it to my door. It's so awesome. 
I swear, if you order from Thrasher Coffee, Eric will deliver it to your do- door too. I can personally vouch for their awesome craftsmanship, the quality, the freshness of the roast. Everything has always been delicious, even when we were taste testing and and, um, I would be up at the roaster and trying things that we ended up not using that were still pretty daggum good. You know that you're getting like a great coffee bean when you can try right then and there when we were doing the coffee taste tests and we would sample 10 that were great and we'd have to pick the best and go with that one you know you're going to get a solid coffee roast at Thrasher every time. They have medium, a medium dark, a dark roast, as well as a specialty blend of medium dark and dark coffee beans. And soon they're going to be having other kinds of varieties. You got to check out what they're doing over at Thrasher Coffee. My favorite is the Liberty Blend. So if you're just getting started today, check out the Liberty Blend and try it. It's very exotic. It's robust. It it seems kind of chocolatey or cocoa-y. And I just like it. It's kind of toasty. And the premium online Thrasher coffee does not come at the premium price of other craft roasters. All their roasts are $17.99 plus $5 shipping on the total order with a coffee plan. And unlike most small batch roasters, Eric, y'all guys offer them by the pound with a true 16-ounce pound of coffee rather than the so-called 12 ounces or 300 grams that other roasters pack. That's 25% more beans with every buck in America. And if you sign up now for a membership, then you will get a free French press. Can we call it the Liberty Press just for this week? Sure. Why not? Okay. It's the Liberty Press. Eric's favorite coffee maker is the Liberty Press. If you know anything about Top Brew, we've talked about the Liberty Press before. Yeah, you can check that out on episode 13. We talked about it and gave you a good review and some of our brewing tips in that episode. So check it out if you're just getting started with it. Thrasher always treats our listeners, America, like beautiful coffee lovers that y'all are. And so this is a special treat for this week and a couple of weeks to come because America people, we're giving you 25% off of your purchase at thrashercoffee.com with the coupon code TOPBREW at checkout. Wow. I love you, Eric. You're my favorite person <laughs> for the next hour. That's all one TOPBREW. <laughs> so my thanks again to Thrasher Coffee for supporting TOPBREW, which is this podcast and our website. So back to American history. We have hot tea going down, coffee on the rise. And then, what yeah, is again, it? It, it, and it, this is it, this isn't necessarily a taste preference. This is a this is a, a political statement. It becomes a, a a taste preference, but but it starts really as as a as a political statement. The rise. Of yeah, coffee. you're right. It did. I mean, like, uh, I mean, I'm sure people in good faith knew that they would get their caffeine. Yeah, I mean, there, there were. I mean, there were. I'm sure there were coffee roasters and, in the in the colonies, but but it became it became a booming. Um, industry, right? When when this after the Boston Tea Party and and after Americans said, you know, we are going to make our own our own culture here. We're going to make our own. Uh, we're we're going to define what it means to be an American. Um, when when independence is is declared, you know, with on on July fourth, seventeen seventy six, got the Declaration of Independence. It, it's things are set in motion that that we are not British subjects anymore. We are our own people. And now we have to define what that means. So do you feel like at the time it was quite a clear p- political statement that the, the coffee was more of an American way, an American ideal? It was like truth, justice and coffee, you know, or, or I, I, would yeah. you say it was just like it was it was very traditionally American for the time? I mean, I'm, we're, again, we're not saying like America was consuming the majority of coffee in 1776. No. We're just saying that America and coffee 
were very closely knit from that point on. The reason I bring this up is because this was somewhat of a, a phenomenon that the world had never seen before. You know, there was the phenomenon that tea was a cultural foundational cornerstone of the British Empire, but never before had Westerners embraced coffee like America did at the time. Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, it was it was it was it was popular in Europe, typically in in Europe and in, in France and in, in in Italy and oh. and Spain and other places. They would have dark roasted their coffee. So like 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 we talked about, I guess it was in two episodes ago or one episode ago, where we mm. talked about the different levels of roast: the French, the Spanish, the Italian roast. They're all past second crack. They're all they're all dark dark roasted coffee. And they were doing that even at the colonial times, right? Um, so America, uh, Americans, the coffee. Now whether it was because they they, they weren't exactly skilled at coffee roasting i don't i don't know if it was a an actual actual statement that we like our our coffee roasted lighter mm. but it was so the american roast the new england roast um cinnamon roast those those things came to define what what americans were drinking and they were they were much lighter roasted coffees and that makes a lot of sense too because I've had a variety of hot teas, and this is what we're about to get into, is hot tea in America and how it stands today and has uh, endured the test of time. Mm -hmm. Hot tea has always been here, too. It's actually still a part of American culture because if you go all the way back to the colonial era time, you know, there were still people who had been born and raised on hot tea. You know, so they weren't going to stop drinking hot tea just because of the American way that right. was happening due to the the Revolutionary War. Like, for instance, um, Washington, George Washington, he was very serious about his tea. And so was Thomas Jefferson. I believe both of them even customized their favorite blends. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they were named after them, maybe. But I remember having some of their tea in Virginia when yeah. I was on vacation that, a few that, years that, ago. That wasn't rare. I mean, that was, I mean, families would have their right. own blends. You know, they would, they would have different different types of tea in their house and they would and they would find a blend that their family liked best. A confirmation again, people, that the founding fathers were awesome hipsters. <laughs> but the fact that tea still is a big part of our culture, um, maybe not so much hot tea, but you go anywhere in the United States, in, in any restaurant, yeah, I would say just about any it's restaurant, not as common. you can get iced tea more than you could get hot tea. Yeah. If you walk into a place and say, I, I'd like an iced tea, sure, we can have that. Well, I'd like a cup of hot tea. Oh, we don't have hot tea. You know? in, in general, would you say that in America, you have uh, coffee for specific kinds of meals, and then the rest of them, you, you would assume that most Americans would accept a cold tea? Um, like you wouldn't have would cold s- tea with breakfast, but you would have coffee. But come lunch, most any kind of lunch, you could have some cold tea with. Yeah, yeah, I think and that, any kind that of it becomes part of your routine. There's really no reason why you couldn't drink Iced tea in the morning. Yeah, even if you're having spaghetti and meatballs at supper time, yeah. you're going to have some cold tea if that's your thing. Yeah, but um, and this is another another area where coffee is starting to um, take over in a new area, and not not take over, but 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 get popular um, with with iced coffee, cold pressed coffee. Uh, this is becoming a more and more of a trend every year, where you'll find more and more places that have iced coffee. Um, so they'll have iced tea and they'll have iced coffee. Yeah, and I think that that was probably in a a response to cold tea. Pro- yeah, probably. Tea. I've never been much of a of an iced coffee drinker. Me but, either. But and I that- know when, gro- when we were growing up that there was probably iced coffee before you know I was growing up. But I even remember over the years hearing lots of comments from you know very regular coffee drinkers that were like, "Oh no, I, no, coffee doesn't taste right when it's right. cold." And it doesn't when you when you make coffee through your electric drip 
coffee pot and then and then take that and, and put ice in it. No, it's not. It, you know, cold cold brew coffee meaning meaning coffee that was that that's brewed cold. It 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 does have a sweetness to it. It 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 takes out a lot of the bitterness. Right. And it it tastes really really good. That's that's what's becoming popular today. I iced think coffee is to- still pretty mainstream though. And it kind of steals the thunder. It kind of ruins the ride because iced coffee is usually the diluted stuff where you go into a Barnes and Noble cafe and you say, I want an iced coffee. Right. It sounds good. It looks good that in the moment and you get it. And what they do is they make an extra strong coffee roast and then it's it's hot at one point yeah they, and then they accommodate the ice cubes that they're going to put in yeah, yeah and and so then you end up with this uh diluted slurry of yeah. you know over concentrated coffee and it doesn't taste right i just i'm not crazy about it because one second it's overly bold and then the next second flash the ice has melted and now it's overly diluted yeah we're we're working on a cold pressed coffee at thrasher and that's that's the key term you want to you want to look for cold pressed there's all sorts of devices and huh. there's 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 different things that are that are making it possible to to make um, cold pressed coffee in your house. I mean, they're some of them are, are kind of expensive, but really the main the main thing you, you do is you take room temperature water, you take coffee, put them together in a pitcher, and, and let them sit for 24 hours. So it's it's kind of like a French press in that in that regard. It's an immersion it's an immersion mm-hmm. technology, but you're not using hot water. You're just using room temperature water. And just and just let it sit, cover it up, let it sit. You could even do it in the refrigerator, and just let it let it slowly steep in that water for for twenty four to to, uh, to thirty six hours, and it's it's pretty fantastic. I mean, it's a bit it's a simple way to make cold pressed coffee, but it's um, if you if you've got good good grounds, if you, if you've got a good um, a good coffee, it's going to be it's going to be pretty good. I mean, you may think you don't like iced coffee, but you've probably never had cold pressed coffee then. Hmm. And that's and that's the that's the key term you want to look for cold pressed rather than iced. But that being said, now Eric, I wanted to introduce hot teas just for a second because sure. this is this is top brew and it kind of lends itself to the idea. Eventually, we would talk about other things that are brewed. Yeah, I'm, and, I'm an American Joe. I don't drink yeah, hot tea. Yeah, I just want to point out that there are other things in America that people drink like Mountain Dew, but they're not brewed, so the, we'll never talk about Mountain that doesn't Dew. Doesn't make it right. Yeah, it, it really isn't. <laughs> but yeah, speaking of tea, while I was in Colorado. I made the point to see a lot of the coffee houses, but I also went back to one of my favorite places on earth to, to show the kids the headquarters and the plant where the celestial seasonings tea is made. Oh. Yeah, wonderful, magical place. Yeah. It, it's sort of like Disney, only in the category of tea manufacturing. Yeah, I would say they're, uh, now I'm just I'm just going completely off the cuff here, but I would say that they're sort of like the, the Starbucks of the of the tea industry. Yeah, they, I mean they don't have a co- they don't have a tea house no. gig, you know. That's but not in their terms thing. of being present in any grocery store Ubiquitous. that you walk into, yes, you, you can probably find celestial seasonings in there. Yeah, and I think that when most Americans who are not especially like avid brewers see the shelves in the stores, they just see tea and blanketly gloss over the yeah. brands and stuff. Oh, there's Lipton, there's Tetley. Oh, yeah. look, there's there's, there's something fifteen else. boxes of those. Those little, those little celestial seasoning yeah. boxes. So, so you know, if you don't remember off the top of your head, the celestial seasonings hot teas are the ones with the really cute artwork yeah. on the boxes. Right. Like you know, they have the the traditional sleepy time tea, which has a bear, you know, wearing his pajamas, and yes. they have a morning thunder tea. Yes, uh, yes, with buffaloes on mm-hmm. it. 
So, so when you go to the Celestial Seasonings headquarters, they give you a tour. They have a cafe. The, their cafe is some of the best, healthiest food in Colorado. Really? Come to think of it. And yeah, it's actually quite delicious. And the tour is all free. It's awesome. They take you in kind of like if you were at the, the World of Coke. They'll show you around. There's a video. You get to go right through where all the teas are kept in storage, where they're made. You could just reach out and like take a few boxes and hide them if there, if there was something you could hide them in. But I, I'm not saying I did that. That's and, called theft. Yeah, well, that's what the security <laughs> is is for. When you get out, when you go out of the factory, you're ejected right into the gift shop, and they have a lot of great stuff in there. What's unique about Celestial? Can you sample like at, like at, at World Coke? Can you sample yeah, all their teas? Okay, they don't have all because Celestial Seasonings is making like 80 different varieties right now. Wow! And then about 50 of them are going out in America. So, yeah, they have all this interesting research. They're gathering herbs and what have you from all over the world. So they have some that are that they're specifically sending to say Sweden or something. Right. Okay. Yeah. You know, you know, teach their own culture, you know, what they prefer. So when you first go in before you start the tour, they have a tea bar. Usually it's about a dozen different that they're making today. And maybe four of them are cold and the rest of them are hot. They give you the teacups and okay. you just have as much as you like. Nice. And you you make it your way. So you sweeten each as you see fit. And, and my favorite way with tea is I always take honey. Yeah. And I, I'm not excessive. Like if, if they made packets of honey, uh, they do. And I think that that's a crying shame. I think the bees would stop manufacturing honey if they knew we were packaging honey, like ketchup packets. You're, you're anti-honey packets. I'm anti-honey packets. It just doesn't feel right. If I feel like I'm squirting ketchup into my hot tea or something, it doesn't feel right. You're a strange individual, Joe. Yeah, so I prefer to squeeze (laughs) like a bottle of honey into every cup because that's because bees would prefer that their honey is in is in a little bear i, I think it's closer than... to the closer to a honey pot <laughs> okay. yeah i think what the bees really want is a honey pot and you know one of those scooping combs that you just let it drizzle the bees are down with that yeah okay. they're down with what we the poo would use <laughs> yeah just it, it, i love celestial seasonings uh anywhere you go in america like eric said you could probably be pick them up at the mm-hmm. grocery store and what's interesting about tea is that it'll keep well all year round mm-hmm. for the most part if you keep it in a dry air quality controlled place yeah. coffee loses its freshness yeah, and, and i'm sure i'm sure tea does too it does but over it, time it, oh, but, yeah. but but it's dry already it's it's right. dry when you get it and uh, so that's one of the advantages of having some hot teas around if maybe you've run out of coffee and you're like, oh, man, well, you can actually find caffeinated hot teas and go with that. Like, yeah, um, like Morning Thunder. Yeah, Morning Thunder. It's actually not bad either. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really not. I like I kind of like black tea. It's not it's not it's not my favorite, but but I, I definitely prefer green tea. If I'm if I'm going to have a cup of tea, I'll, I'll almost always reach for the green as opposed to. Yeah, um, a black yeah. or you know an English Ditto. breakfast or something like that, mm-hmm. pico or well, you know with the other kind of tea varieties. I I like I like the green tea. Plus, it's got so they say lots of antioxidants in it, which are always good. Yes, I mean like you know, d- does coffee have antioxidants? Uh, to a degree, it does. Right? Okay, but different. Yeah. It's a right. different batch of tra- transient nutrients. Yeah. Okay. Those are just my hour two cents about uh, hot tea. I didn't want to get into a full blown discussion about you know varieties in which you should try and give you some cupping notes. We this is Independence Day week, and I am drinking yeah, and, coffee. Yeah, and as neither we speak. of us are are primarily tea drinkers. No, I mean, it's, no, we're not. It's a recreational. I have occasional about, thing. I have about six or seven boxes of tea yeah. in the cabinet, but I maybe drink one packet out of them a month. Yeah, <laughs> I get I get a pound of green tea from Amazon once a year, and it takes me a year to go through it. So. <laughs> awesome. 
And that's going to wrap it up for episode 23. Visit topbrew.fm slash podcast slash 23 for the show notes and links. And if you want to connect with us, we are at topbrew.fm on Twitter. Or send your comments via email to feedback at topbrew.fm. If you are a different sort of flower or tea drinker, then you can also find us on facebook.com slash topbrew.fm. And if you would like your topic or question to be discussed in a future episode, go ahead and uh, send it our way. Write to us with hashtag AskTopBrew in your message on Twitter, and we'll discuss it in a future episode. As always, the Top Brew podcast is available on iTunes. If you would visit us there and give us your one-click star rating, that would be really great because it makes everybody want to drink more coffee in America. So do the patriotic thing and rate Top Brew on iTunes. It only takes about two or three minutes, and it's uh, the American way. Change people. Remember to visit topbrew.fm for more episodes of this podcast, as well as our written interviews and articles. We have everything there from quick coffee brewing tips to the latest interesting news about coffee around the web. And remember that this show is sponsored by yours truly, Thrasher Coffee. Buy Thrasher Coffee using the Top Brew discount code and save 25% on your order. And if you would like to sponsor a future episode, send an email to joe at topbrew.fm. I am Joe Darnell, and you've been listening to the Top Brew Podcast. <laughs>